Your was popping. You already know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is A on the number one Shogun. This is episode 52 of the CDB podcast. You know what I'm saying? I am joined by a special guest. Uh, I love it when this young lady always enters into the building. Y'all can't see her because we on Zoom and we ain't even putting nothing up on YouTube, but we're going to get to that. I keep talking big game. Y'all act like I'm not, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have all of these things recorded. I have all the video. But anyway, she's looking as radiant as ever. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all know her. Y'all love her. It's Queen Susio out here, okay? The Susio hey. Bunny is in the building, a.k.a. Bad Bunny. <laughs> hey, y'all. You know what? I, I'm coming with the energy this week. You know what I'm saying? Get the air horns out one time for the one time. <laughs> I know I always keep it West Coast cool, but it's a birthday bitch hey, in the house, Queen Susio. What's go. up? You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. AKA Bunny Roo, Bitcoin hey. Bunny, Ish Bunny, Vad Bunny, hey. <laughs> and that birthday bitch, Susio hey. Queen Bunny. B- birthday Bunny, Put let's go. The Bunny back in the box. Hey, all right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, before we get into asking Miss Bunny how she was, y'all know what time it is. DJ, one time for the one time. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure now. But who am I? Sure now. Who am I? Sure now. I can't hear you. Sure now. Shogun. Yeah, let's go. Give me my gunshots, DJ. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Gunshots drop. You know what I'm saying? Quick gunshots, getting all the shots off. Ratatata, it don't matter. Oh, man. So good to be back. Let's get into the AKAs. Y'all already know. Y'all love them. Y'all, I don't even care if y'all don't. I'm still going to chop these on you. It's your boy. 801 Shogun. A-K-A. You know what? Pause. Let me make sure y'all know what the number one rule is in the universe, which is to protect your neck at all times. Otherwise, I'm coming through with the guillotine to chop the head off clean. It's the curator of Convo. Y'all already know this is how we lead off the week right with the CDB Network. It's your boy, Petty Gordo, doing capoeira on the beach, hitting motherfuckers with a backflip, back kick. You know what I'm saying? One punch man with his tan next to the Yucatan liquor stand if you was outside for the 9-9 in the 2000s. Anywhere within a tri-state area in the Midwest, y'all know what time it was we was out there back in aunties i apologize in advance sorry not sorry let y'all think on that aka pablo baldini slide tackling motherfuckers all the way into the second row just cuz coming for the shins legs knees always getting the ball you know what i'm saying i let you have that until i come get it back aka pele with the ak letting that whole thing spray Placing them bitches in the upper 90 because that's where I like to put them. 
Master Bruce with the Bubble Goose, aka Dirt Reynolds. Scott, pull him up on the gun. AKA the whole Tapabachi chef always got the grill on high just because I like to cook niggas up. AKA Obi-Wan Shinobi, act like you know me. Otherwise, the motherfucking lightsabers are coming through. And as always, it is the 55 time reigning pettyweight champion of the world. Y'all know me. Y'all love me. If not, y'all still. Gonna have to respect the game. Patty Gordo in the motherfucking building. You know what, DJ? Go ahead. Just drop it for me one time. Johnny, say that. I think that's my new favorite. Right? Hey, listen. You already know what time it is. Before we even get into anything, before we get into anything, we're going to go ahead and just get this music rolling. You know what I'm saying? Try to see if y'all can find one of those songs. Hey, listen, I scour all the crates, the digital crates, and make sure that y'all got some good music. I reminisce days wearing all black paint in my knapsack. Summer squad cello calling me, I had to rack that. Freaking forward inside, burgundy outline. Late make a strip shine, nigga I take mine. Tags on the J-line, E-train tunnels, flat blacks, got stacks. Fat caps by the bundles, it was like that. Take my spot, I'll be right back. Hand styles, they major, stomp blocks in Asia. My rustos and labor about to give birth to flavor. Vandal squad cops play blocks in a Lesaver. Trying to catch niggas, writing they name, looking for fame. Sometimes you get locked, it's just part of the game. Anti freeze in my griffin, I was making a stain. First car to the back of the train, simple and plain. Wrecking rack spot, shutting them down, leaving them slain. Real talk, some grass on the brain, it was insane. Nah. Hey, you already know what time hey, it is. Hey, you know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, one time. Yeah, one time. Yeah, two time. As always, we so keep it moving. Uh, Episode 52 of the CB Podcast. I'm in here with. The velocity Birthday, bitch, bunny. With the pen, you ballin' touche, touche. That's okay, man. We ain't worried. worried. Kick shit in these spurries. Stack paper, it ain't no hurry. You got some do say, do say. That's okay. I drink this henny. Leanin' like I'm Remy. Told bitches, man, I got plenty. You ballin' touche, touche. That's okay, man. We ain't worried. worried. Kick shit in these spurries. Stack paper, it ain't no hurry. You got some do say, do say. That's okay. I drink this henny. Like I'm Remy, Remy. told bitches, man, I got bitches. Let's go. Changing it up on times, but listen, we about to really get into it. Okay. Since it's the birthday week for Miss Five Bonnie. Okay. Turn it up, bitches. We're going to turn it up a little bit, okay? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. DJ Aaron Horns, if you paint. Y'all hit my cash up. <laughs> Yo, 
Switch it up, switch it up, switch it up. One time. Alright. So, before we get into it, I think I'm gonna do a little thunder drop on these beats, man. Because it's a, it's a couple people in the culture that still ain't really embraced electronic dance music. Listen, not all you niggas is gonna be rap. Some of y'all can produce music. You might want to look into some other shit other than rapping. If you niggas ain't got it. As always, it's episode 52 of the CDB Podcast. I'm here with Miss Bunny. Let's go! Oh! y'all into the right spirit you know what i'm saying all right miss bonnie let's go. you know what i'm saying listen y'all hear that buzz in the background you already know what time it is episode 52 is really about <laughs> to get in session listen anytime i got miss bunny on here y'all know hey. we're gonna start potting for real for real so you know what's up let me go ahead and just focus the focus okay Eptic, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, really, before we get into any topics of anything, Miss Bunny, how was your week, ma'am? Or at least the two weeks since I last spoke with you. <laughs> Yo, I've had um, a rough week, but my weekend has been dope and made up for it. I went on a dope ass hike on what was it Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and I saw um, some reindeer. I was with nature <laughs> and then uh once I got to where my hike ended I just kind of like smoked a little jay and just kind of sat there and just enjoyed the moment so okay. I had a rough week but I took the weekend to just kind of like recoup regenerate so I'm good well I'm glad that you are good 
we talked off mic, uh, kind of know what was going on, but um, we'll save that for uh, just a private conversation. Uh, I think the one thing, though, is that um, more than anything, obviously, you, myself, and Sloan, we keep in contact. Obviously, we do the Sucio Boys podcast, which airs every Tuesday, drops every Tuesday on all DSPs. Um, but, uh, you know, we we're just happy that uh, there was an upswing in the um, bettering of your week. So I'm so <laughs> glad to hear. Thank that you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you had a good. We week. definitely keep in touch like all the time. We have to we have to keep in touch to keep the, you know, the dynamic going. Oh, the vibes okay. going. Hey, man. <laughs> also to shout out to uh, Susio iPhone gang. You know what I'm saying? Susio. Uh, green bubble green bubble broke niggas stay back we got we got them green bubbles out of here (laughs) listen he was on the podcast he was on the pod and then we was like ah damn we got a texas motherfucker with green bubbles (laughs) so we did (laughs) no sloan sloan did the sucio iphone gang (laughs) Uh, and then i I saw a green bubble and i was like (laughs) not for sure no 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 sir i will not uh yeah so um i'm i'm glad that you uh had a good uh round out to your week with having a good weekend mine was cool just busy working um trying to get a bunch of stuff done trying to get some stuff done behind the scenes not only for the podcast uh well really uh the network that we have here um but also doing some things in regards to trying to build out some other uh smaller things underneath it so business stuff as well so we'll be getting those announcements out soon when we can uh, officially announce those right now we're still in legally binding terms um we have ndas so we cannot uh anyways let's get to none other than the music okay so let's get in before we get into any of the topics or headlines that we saw bunny were there any things in regards to music that you hit? Now, we all know that, um, you know, everybody's kind of been looking for Pusha T. Uh, that was an announcement. Um, there were some other albums in hip hop and in R&B, but um, I know you kind of dabble in the R&B a lot more than I do. So, ma'am, what's new? What should I be looking for? <laughs> I definitely dabble into R&B more than I think any of you guys do. Maybe not Sloan. I don't know. But um, Blast, he actually had an interview with um, Joe Button. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. Um, but he is a Cali artist. So that's probably why I'm familiar with him. Um, he's probably becoming more um, familiar to the East Coast now that um, Joe had that interview with him. But he has a song called um, Fake Love. My bad. It's called Fake Love and it's pretty dope. Um, it's mm. called Fake Love and Alley. <laughs> so it's a pretty good song. Um, the whole album is pretty good. I, I've been vibing to it, but obviously I've been waiting for um Pusha T. So that's been you know what's crazy is I saw I came across this album, but I wasn't sure if it was rap or because I look at like album covers, so I'm like trying to figure out you know oh hey do i know this are they working with any artists and then check it but you know what while we're here why not give it a listen so let me see if we can get 
little bit of a snippet. You know, we only can play a couple seconds. He calls it more of a lyrical rap or some something along, along those lines. He said it in the interview. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like come and stay the night with the real one. It's a lot of fake love in LA. We can get high and forget the world. I know you can use a getaway. You can use a break from all the lanes. You can use a change of the pace. Stop down PCA, switch your lanes. I know you can use a getaway. We can make a toast to you. You know it's time to slide when we overdue. It's nothing like a vibe with an ocean view. Mm. I know that I'm the one, but get a load of you. You should keep me. Hey, 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 DJ, 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 cut this down, cut this down, cut this down, bro. <laughs> I don't know who listening, who out here. Y'all might be in the car. So if you hear something like this, then you about ready to uh, do a right? little. Right? It's just, you know it's saying? just like a, yeah, like a nice got... little vibe. You know what? I'm from Cali, so like this type of shit, it just makes me want to like hop in my car, uh, open I... my sunroof, light up my J, and just kind of like cruise i gotta hit you with this one you know what i mean we are the montage parody make oh i would have uh where's my damn son oh no 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 we ain't doing that we are not doing that out here uh-uh-uh let me see let me see if i can find that damn son <laughs> that uh, we'll give you that one so uh once i find that drop the the good drop then i'll make sure to get that but i feel like that's going to be like our stamp of approval if you hear that um so yes be on the lookout for that uh let's see are there any other um um well sid sid came out um i believe it was like two last friday or the friday before that but i i've been listening to her yeah it's been two weeks i've been listening to her um album like non-stop that album is fucking dope like i um do you know who sid is from the internet mm-hmm. um so her is more of a an r&b type of vibe um and she has a song on there with kaylani called out loud and it's pretty fucking dope um but i just been vibing to that album like non-stop like i go to work i even work out to it so um that's, that's dope but my favorite song on that album is called um, B-M-H-W-D-Y, <laughs> which stands for Break My Heart, Why Don't You? Oh. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty dope um, album. I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, so I'm going to yeah, have to that's... check it. So if y'all do like R&B or if you are wanting to at least get into R&B a little bit, guess what? Y'all make sure uh, to check out the recommendations that Bunny dropped out here. Um, biggest or thing follow is, me. Follow me on Twitter. Like, I'd be dropping that. when I'm listening. <laughs> also that she will Follow have me a, on Twitter. I drop a lot of music that I'd be listening to. Ma'am, um, where can we follow you on Twitter? Um, B Bunny Roo. Hey. Double O. B Bunny Roo. Uh, make sure y'all follow Bunny, okay? We're going to be looking. We're going to be searching. We're going to be checking. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Um, aside from R&B, uh, again, uh, not necessarily like where I'm kind of leading to. I just kind of take recommendations from folks around me that I trust their like um, musical selection. But uh, a lot of folks that I've been talking to that are fans of hip hop, um, I've seen people that I trust in hip hop 
that uh, listen to, I think it was Pusher T album. So I've, I've seen producers, uh, uh, hip hop artists, uh, rappers, whatever you want to call it. Um, just nah, artists. that album. Nah, I'm like, I'm, I'm hype. I'm sorry, Ahan. That album is fucking lit. Like, I love that's that what, fucking album. So I just, it's been on replay. That's the thing that I'm saying is like, so I've seen from those folks that have a, a better uh, musical sense or musical ear um, in regards to <laughs> hip hop or like what they're listening for. Because fuck mine. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> I'm no, just no, kidding. No, I'm just no kidding. they're they're in agreement with you. They're in agreement with you. So like everybody I've seen uh, in that realm is like, hey, this is album of the year. Thus far. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's fucking great. I, I okay. will go as far as saying that as well. So, um, okay. and that's the thing too. I, I, I think for me, like I, I've so far only listened to it one time through, uh, listened to it on my way to work. Um, and I feel like I didn't give it enough like attention that I should have just when you're driving in your car, depending on what's going on, uh, when you're going to work, probably not the best time to be able to listen. I think it's more so when you're off. And then you don't have that like expectancy of like, oh, I got a clock in or anything like that. So that's where like sometimes I like will be driving. I'm like, uh, how do I get here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everything is kind of on autopilot. So I, I heard it. There was a couple of tracks that I did listen to. Um, some of the ones I think that Ice and Parks on the JBP had mentioned uh, on the album. Um, I did like those. Uh I would have liked it for real, for real. This is what I'll say about this album, right? As much as I love Pusher T, I really want to see him and Malice back together. And hot take, I'm not going to hold you. And I posted this on Twitter myself. Uh, anybody that follows or wants to follow the Aaron Hunter, um, all one word on Twitter or a hun the Shogun, which is the burner for my burner next to my burner. Um, yeah, no, I was like, I I got a question and I got into this argument after talking about this album. I think that Malice might be the better MC. Hot take. I no, don't know. I don't I don't I don't think so. Not not based off of this. I mean, like, Pusher nah. T's always been. No, his play on words is, is fucking ridiculous. And man. he, he <laughs> is the only person that right now can do co-crap. That I will gladly listen to coke rap <laughs> all the time from Pusher T. I don't care. You know how most people are like, I would like to see him step outside his box, which I probably said. No, stay too. in your coke it's box, like, bro. bro. <laughs> Yo, if that's the lane you want to stay in because that's the life you came from, guess what? I want you to talk about, bro. I want to talk about stuff that you know. Okay. I want you to talk about stuff that you know. So I'm just saying. Do your thing, big boy. Like big dog, keep doing you, bro. Like I'm not mad at that, and and I I would say that like taking in, and that's another thing too, because like I think some people are swayed by just the fact of like if somebody else makes a recommendation, makes an agreement, then they'll lean that way. It took me a little bit because it was like, you know, when I do talk to a lot of hip hop artists, it's like, what should I be listening for when I'm hearing these folks that are revered in the way that they are? So well, I feel that um Pusha T's audience is a certain type of audience. Right. And and not to say that, you know, all of us that listen to Pusha T are cokeheads or anything like that. But you know, like if you like lyricists 
or people that play with you know words and just kind of like give you double entendres all the time on sick ass beats when <laughs> you know Pusha T is your guy if you like more of a vibe and you know kind of like Drake and shit like that then this is probably not your type of vibe but if you grew up on on rap and hip-hop especially kind of like and if you listen to the clips bro if you listen to the clips this album is for you um the, I, I would maybe say one small marker is like i would like to see i don't like kanye produce pusher tracks i don't like the beats i don't know why I feel like you're biased, though, on on that because you're not are you are, like, how do you feel about Kanye? No, it's not necessarily that. I just don't think that like I. How did how did uh, I think Pharrell said something like, you know, by the beat selections and sounds, you always are going to sound like a mixtape rapper, which I think is a, a, quite harsh uh, on that regard but i would like to see let's say like for me maybe i'd like to see somebody with like um so like how Nas had that bad album with kanye and then he bounced back with three amazing albums with hit boy like nazir yeah you didn't like nazir uh i didn't like it as much as i liked his three follow-up projects I mean, yeah, it's not comparable to that, but it's I, I wouldn't say it's fucking trash. It I did I wouldn't I just don't think it's up to the quality of what I would I would expect. From it's just a, a different vibe. I think I think when you like produce something with Kanye, especially the 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 new Kanye, it's just a different vibe. Like he's more on on artistic level than on a on a type of rap level than we're used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nigga, uh, do that shit with what you're doing, but don't do that to Nas. Talk about the way I mean was he was he the one saying hey Nas I'm gonna do this like I mean let's let's be real here (laughs) I mean I can neither confirm nor deny that statement ma'am nor will I (laughs) (laughs) um but nah so um another one I wanted to kind of just bring up real quick before we get out of music um is uh Wiz Khalifa had an album drop it kind of gave me like a almost like a biography alongside music so it is called um Wiz Khalifa Taylor uh Alder Dice and I'm trying to think there's one track I I think there's a lot of good tracks that are on this album right but Nah, I'm mad at you, Ahan. Watch. How are you going to play a Wiz track and you didn't even play one pusher track? Uh, ma'am, I will. Because <laughs> everybody is probably listening to the pusher. I swear I smoke one every time I rap. And I really like... I I'm, when I was young. I've always I liked Currency and Wiz. So that's exactly what I'm gonna get. World Chico. <laughs> uh, 
$100,000, it may sound like it's a lot, really it's not to me, now grab some of this weed and roll this pot, I had to speed up, cause all these niggas slow, I probably won't be up in there if I ain't got it, oh, now I got my feet up, cause I'm on top of niggas, hoping that I stop, but I'm just smoking, living life like in the movies that I watch in my jacuzzi, roll another doobie, see what's newest on Netflix, order another movie, see I'm smoking the best shit, motherfuckers ain't ballin', so they seein' the exit, I stay on my job so you can see I'm up next, dog, I be going so hard, some say I'm needing some rest, got so much smoke in my lungs, it ain't supposed to be in my chest. Man, listen, okay, listen, Wiz is always gonna be one of my favorites, Taylor Gang or Die, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I will always rock with Wiz because of, like, him, J. Cole, I think had similar ascensions in hip hop where it was like very organic backpacky. Like I will build my base based on my talent versus I will build based on a label pushing me or anything like that. Like Wiz was a mixtape artist, J Cole, you know, he had a few mixtapes, but nothing close to the effect of Wiz. Um, and then you know, they both just work their way, work their asses off in the game and not really missing on features on either songs they're featuring on or songs that uh, they have features on, but they still hold their own. So um, where get, is uh, Wiz Khalifa from? Uh, Pittsburgh. OK, that's where black and yellow. So, um, yeah, I feel like they have like a. um like a specific audience, you know, like I, I listen to Wiz Khalifa like here and there because obviously I'm a stoner, but um, but I'm it, he's not like one of my go to artists, you know, and, and the same thing for J. Cole. Like, I mean, respect to their lyricism and everything, but they're not my go to artists. I'm more like on the on the grimier side of stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. See, like the the stuff I like to do, like the. I would say the environment I like to listen to Wiz tracks, especially Wiz and Currency. And the reason why I played that one is like I was on my way home and I, you know, I think like I got halfway through the album on my way to work. And then the rest of that I uh, played on on my way home because I just get tracks sent to me by different people because I'm always like, yo, what new music you listening to? I'm trying to bug out. But a lot of this is just really trying to figure out how to how to create playlists for uh cdb um which make sure you guys if you haven't anytime that you check in the description of the podcast then you can find the playlist uh that was curated by myself um alongside the help of the guests that we have on as well um but you can always check those out if you want to know the tracks or title of the tracks that you hear that we play in the beginning of the song or if you find other ones because not all the songs get played so um but yeah. but i listen to currency like con consistently like he's one of he's on my um rotation like Man. he's one of the 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 um rappers that i listen to consistently for sure yeah and i and i i like currency and i follow him on uh twitter and ig um, but I just like his personality and, yeah. uh, you know, if you look at his, like the people he was around and the way that he was kind of brought up, cause like he pretty much was like groomed to be an MC. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of people he was rubbing shoulders with uh, down in New Orleans and who he was around on just like day to day. It was inevitable almost that he would have ended up in the place that he was. But um, he didn't really get an interview on the 85 South show kind of talking about um, how he got from, you know, being like the little homie around a lot of big name artists in New Orleans to working his way into, you know, uh, working alongside Wiz, how they kind of collaborated, uh, their start struggles, everything they did um, that kind of propelled him. And I think Wiz took off. But the one thing I do like about Wiz and the reason why I wanted to talk about him is because he still keeps that connection to currency, right? So it's like Wiz had commercial success. Currency has always kind of relied on the independent um, underground, so to speak, uh, talent. But I just think with the connections and his skill set and talent that he has, everybody just recognizes him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I was just um, while you were saying, you know, explaining all that. Um, I I am like attracted to the South sound, like um, big create currency they're from the south like that type of um hip-hop and and rap really attracts me like I listen to a lot of that um but I don't I don't really listen to a lot of um backpack rappers like when it comes to that it's like very selective to me when I listen to that type of genre is, um, is Lupe Fiasco considered? Um, yeah, yeah. So he's he's one of my like main ones that I listen into. Um, as far as backpack rappers, is Lupe Fiasco, and he's a fucking like he's just fucking dope in my eyes. The way that he like just raps and how he just um, produces his music and stuff like that. Like the way that he plays on words too. Mm -hmm. I'm real big on lyricism. So when a rapper gives me that, I like, I I gravitate to that. So Lupe Fiasco is one of them for me. Um, So it's really hard to meet that, that bar when it comes to that, because I, I kind of like grew up. That's one of the ones that I like made me known in that type of genre, but like, I love South rap. Like that type of shit is just like a vibe for me. Like that's just kind of like a, ooh. <laughs> it's just a different type of vibe, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, I, I do like listening to different styles of hip hop and uh, rap um, because then it you can like see, you can hear quality regardless of where it may come from. It may take a while for it to get to you, but like no matter what, if it's quality and it's it, it's eventually going to get out. Right. I just kind of have that set in my mind that like if you push the music, you believe in what you're doing, you stay on it and you don't stop, then eventually you're going to get it in front of the right person. Then everybody's going to listen to it or hear it. Um, the one thing I will say is like the South is expansively taking over obviously atlanta i think is like right now the capital of hip-hop um or hip-hop culture so to speak new york has a lot to argue about with that east coast um of course but uh memphis as well right because i i kind of consider them to be uh, southern rap so i do too memphis has like um um 
I don't know. I consider them to be the South, but like they're their like kind of own South, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, and like um, I'm trying to think there's a couple of new artists that like like I always was a big fan of three six. So no matter what, Same. or and a little white, you know what I'm saying? So and uh high school, college like still was always there so it was like Wu-Tang 36 uh no limit like all the the heavy hitters that you could think about like, that was body. like yeah of course um but then it was like after after I started figuring out Memphis and then you get like artists like Wayne who's representing New Orleans and then you've got uh artists like Paul Wall um Paul uh, Wall it's Paul Wall Right. And, and uh, man, I could go on in, in regards to music because there's so many music takes on Twitter, which are funny, but it's always something to where it's like, all right, fam, let's just spend an entire pod just talking about some of the dumb shit people say in regards to music and then let's debate it, um, which we may end up doing that uh, in a, another episode. So I'll table that. Invite me. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So. Um, I think, I guess, uh, in, in my eyes, those are kind of some of the picks that I wanted to highlight. Uh, of course, there's always new music out uh, in different genres. But uh, if there's anything that you feel like that we missed, please reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, shoot us a DM or just send us a tweet. Why not? Um, or retweet with a quote tweet, letting us know your take. So let's yeah. get into our next topic. And I think this soundbite is going to be appropriate for what we're going to talk about. Okay, so we're going to continue on this conversation that Sloan and I had last week uh, on CDB, and we were talking about accountability and people. Here, in this particular uh, topic of conversation in regards to accountability, we're going to focus on Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp. All right. So for those of you that have been living, uh, living under a rock um, or just don't really pay attention to celebrity gossip, uh, what we do have is that Amber Heard, uh, former, I don't know if this is former wife or girlfriend, couldn't really tell you, but uh, former wife of, uh, let's see, um, Johnny Depp uh, saying that he was, she was in an abusive relationship. Um, which short term, uh, the accusations that came out in regards to Johnny Depp uh, relinquished him of his roles in the Fantastic Beasts, which is a spinoff of Harry Potter, if you're not familiar, um, uh, franchise. So he was in the Fantastic Beasts as the primary uh, antagonist. Um, and he was pulled from that franchise and replaced with a different individual. But he was also pulled from a staple of Disney in regards to Pirates of the Caribbean as Captain Jack Sparrow. So um, that was a, a bit of, I think, a knee-jerk reaction. Of course, you want to believe a woman anytime that there are allegations of abuse. But what happens is that there were also allegations of abuse coming from her, which were made by him. And unfortunately, what does happen in today's society is that if abuse is brought up or at least thought about in relationships, 
we only look at it as being a one-way avenue, meaning abuse is coming from a man going to a woman if you are in a heterosexual relationship. What kind of abuse was he um so so there was a mix, I guess the, there was a mix of like uh physical abuse um as well as like emotional abuse, psychological abuse, so like uh, continuous attacks where she would attack him physically. He claims that he wouldn't retaliate. Um, again, I'm just going based on what's claimed or what's been in court. I will say that just based on some of the highlights that I've seen, I am starting to see more and more holes be poked into her claims of abuse. Um, not only that, I just don't think that her, the, the prosecutors for her team are doing a good job of cross-examining Johnny Depp. Um, now, is that to say that he's innocent in that? No. Um, I cannot pass judgment on a situation that I was not present for. So I will let the court um, handle that. But hopefully that gives you a bit of background, uh, at least a cliff note version of that. Um, so what's and- the the trial? Like who is uh, pressing charges or what is so this? So it's Amber Heard uh- pressing charges on Johnny Depp. Um, let's see. TMZ is really messy and not really helping in regards to telling us. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, ooh, I don't need to know the details, but super sucio. So, uh, Depp uh, claims that she pooped in his bed. Um, Ew. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Johnny further detailed alleged fights. Uh, he claims Amber instigated one in which he claims that she struck him several occasions, including one such alleged time uh, when he said she roundhouse punched him. Uh, in the face, in the presence of her sister. Uh, He also says that Amber attacked him after a birthday party went sour. He showed up late due to an important meeting. He was uh, in where he learned he had lost substantial sum of money. And when everyone left, he uh, claims Amber insulted him repeatedly in the room. When she failed to get a rise out of him, she claimed, or he claims that uh, she started wailing on him and left thereafter uh there's a poop incident that he addressed i'm not going to get into the details but like i said well i i i kind of feel like once you start getting to a certain point of um abuse or emotional in any type of way like a physical abuse like once you start hitting someone or once you start verbally um, abusing, abusing someone, abusing <laughs> my Spanish, abusing someone, um, you already kind of like lost respect at some point. So once you've lost respect in a relationship, um, all of this stuff becomes, you know, abusive because you're just kind of. Yeah, targeting that person you know like you have you have no respect for that person to just kind of have a conversation and be like hey this shit ain't working out (laughs) or or you know whatever the circumstances is you know and obviously it doesn't work like that like sometimes you gotta yell you gotta you know throw things and shit like that but once you start like physically 
putting hands on someone or calling them names or, you know, doing stuff out of spite or to hurt them, um, just to be hurtful and abusive. Um, you've kind of lost all respect for that person. So it's just kind of the, the, the point to just kind of like withdraw from that. But it also comes into play, like what these people have been through, like what kind of respect they have for themselves. As far as this situation with Johnny Depp and um, what's her name? Never heard. um i i i feel um i don't have any type of sympathy for the situation obviously they deserve that in some type of level but there are people that are very well off and have capabilities to um withdraw from these type of situations so I don't really carry the same sympathy that I would for someone, you know, that I know or close get out of it. Yeah. Right. Right. If they don't have the means to get out of the situation, then you have more empathy for that person. Uh, Right. Which I take away from what you're saying here. Um, I I agree there. I also do agree too, that we are seeing a high celebrity profiles dealing with, I would say toxic femininity or just toxic women. Like, come on, it's not even femininity. It's just toxic women that are there. Like, let's be real. You have toxic people. Doesn't matter what gender they are. And this is very common. Like, this is very common. And it doesn't matter what you're, um, if you're wealthy or not. You know, like, this is very common in women that they do stuff like that um, because they, they understand that the man is not going to, hurt them in the same way or cross that line with them um, because they are a woman. So they take advantage of that. So it's just kind of like victimizing themselves um, to a certain extent. So it's very common for this to happen um, in relationships, especially when it goes back and forth. And and I feel that this is more... um, it happens more when there's such a strong physical attraction um, than other, you know, where the toxic toxicity um, takes place um, when the physical, the physical attraction takes um, over at that point. Um, so, you know, you'll go through all these circumstances, all these issues and stuff, and then make up and then do it again. Well, you know what I, I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's a couple things here. In and that's just it. my opinion, obviously. And, <laughs> and I think you you hit so many talking points, man. So like. We talk a lot, right? Not only on not only here, have we talked about, um, uh, you know, uh, mental health uh, relationship, toxic or good, um, but then also just accountability um but then like equality right so there's so many different like spin-off underlying points that you could get to but um out of all this you know maybe it's just having the upfront conversation about just people in general if we are going to be in the day and age of which we are where we're talking about equality in regards to gender pay gaps um or uh, meeting women uh, at, at the, like the same level as their male counterparts. Cool. We should do that. I agree to that. I also agree that women should accept accountability. 
in a lot of situations that more often than not, they don't. Now, this is not directed at all women, so I please want to make sure y'all are not just trying to clip something to be like, oh, this nigga hates all women. I know, but like, like, I mean, like, men should also be accountable for their actions. Like, I mean, it goes both ways, right? But true. I mean, but what it where has this culture of women are not accountable been cultivated from? Hmm. You tell me. I don't know. I ha- I really don't oh, no. have any oh, clue. Yeah. Like- oh, um, I would, I, maybe it's a shift. Maybe it's a shift in like highlighting stupid shit. Right. Because I think like it's it's this weird world or weird duality where women are, you know, independent. So you've got like, do you uh, think it has to do with sexuality? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that. Well, here's here's why I say that, okay, that I think on. it has to do with um, sexuality is because um, I hear this a lot. Right. Like women have to be accountable. Women have to be accountable because they ask okay. for, you know, so much. And, you know, X, Y and Z is being asked for, but they're just providing a. Um, so I, I feel that it comes from from that because women's sexuality sells a lot more than men's sexuality for one one and two women just make money off of their just fucking toes you know (laughs) like like and the men have had to always pursue women so I'm just like kind of like where does this culture where has this culture cultivated from because it's something that I've recently heard a lot like where is the accountability in women? Where is the accountability in women? And I'm just sitting there like, where the fuck is this coming from? Because like, well, damn. I think, it, I think it's in, <laughs> all right. So maybe I can shed some light on this in regards to what I'm saying here. Uh, when I'm talking about accountability, it's uh, accountability from the standpoint in this factor um, where, yes, equality should be given. Like, it's not something that it's it, like if we're all going to be on the same page, we are all men and women are created equal. Right. Even though we know historically that's not been the case. I do think, though, that in situations like what we're talking about with this Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is. Like you said, it's just it's celebrities that are dealing with a nasty breakup and they have now, you know, they're in the public spotlight. So now everybody else is involved. The other thing. thing that i think here too is just the fact that like there should be an equal amount of outrage that there was when the allegations first were announced towards johnny depp um even though he actually so there was a european newspaper that uh published an article about him being an abuser and he filed a defamation lawsuit went to court i think originally he had um lost the original suit but appealed it and then i think it was retracted so uh i think that defamation suits um they settled um and that he said uh and the reason why he went to do that was because having an article like that come out um could like it damaged his reputation so that was in like i think it was like a daily mail or some shit like that uh in the uk which is always a trash uh publication anyways um 
biggest thing here is that we just need to look at the accountability of number one. If someone does, uh, let's say a woman says, Hey, I'm being abused. I'm being, uh, you know, hurt. Uh, here's my abuser. Here's what's going on. But then you come to find out that maybe that could have come from self-defense and you're the initiator of the abuse. And there's like evidence showing text messages, this, that, and the third. And it's like, okay, well, if you speak a certain way to supposedly your abuser, then it's looking more and more like that's coming from you. Right. So it sounds like there's a projection that's being made on Johnny Depp's character. Um, now, again, I don't know what happened in that house. All I'm saying is, is that we in are, are into the American judicial system. What I can already tell you is fucked up. And the court of public opinion will always jump in front of most actual litigations and trials and things like that. Um but instead of just having like the sharp knee jerk reaction because everybody wants to clout jump on like what's the trending topic, like shut up, dude. And uh, it also side note to this. This is what I found the most funny about this whole thing was that people were posting on Facebook, Twitter, timelines all over. And they're like, man, it's crazy that we got all this coverage on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but we didn't get any coverage on Jocelyn Maxwell in her trial. That was me. I said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, bunny. <laughs> okay. So for those out there, which I posted a rebuttal to this, here's the reason why there was absolutely no like public showing of the Jocelyn Maxwell trial. It was a federal trial. There's rules that are in place that what kind of trial is a Johnny Depp's trial? Like a state trial. So uh any of those trials um that's not I think in the federal um are you sure no federal trial has been publicated? Probably could have happened, but I sure know that that's uh I checked facto too. No, nah, I don't trust these fucking okay. white let's dudes go. in the let's fucking go. Senate. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Like, nah. Nah, they find ways to get around from not You're, being able to publicize that. Uh, Federal I, cases publicized. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't disagree with you. But here's the thing is that that was that was a conversation and then nobody would rebuttal. And then here's the funny thing. I would also post links showing source information. And then crickets. Now, you know me, bunny. When stupid people say stuff out loud, I'll give them enough time to let everybody know that they're stupid and let them promote themselves as being stupid. But here's what happens. I, as a fan and a man of the people, will always step in to help cure stupid. <laughs> that is my duty as a civil servant of the people. You're curing stupid? Yeah, man. At one person at a time. 
Now, willful ignorance is different from just being stupid. Well, maybe not. You can be ignorant. You can also be willfully ignorant. That, mm-hmm. I guess, is the same thing as just being stupid. Mm-hmm. Let's see. New York Times probably isn't going to give me a definitive uh, country's logic and trials. Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, yeah, so this was the same thing that was going on. Um, so there are specific, uh, sometimes arcane rules that govern federal proceedings. Though the federal uh, judiciary has experimented with pilot programs allowing cameras in civil cases. The broadcast of criminal cases has been barred since 1946 under Rule 53 of the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure. Criminal cases. So this was a civil case. Correct. Gotcha. So my apologies for not clarifying, but that's why I wanted to at least find that so that this way we can make sure that our listeners and audience are well educated on this but i feel like i talked enough about celebrity gossip i'm getting bored of it and you motherfuckers are just as bad as anybody yeah. else out here. you know what and i i don't want to sound like i'm downplaying you know the his struggle and yeah of course or downplaying the the circumstances because a lot of men do go through abuse and then become the abuser to the eyes of the law um, because they finally react to so much abuse. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm downplaying the circumstances, but I just don't feel um, that it'll be the same for, you know, if my brother or my sister were to be going through the same thing. So it's just, it's, there's just a difference. And it bothers me that it's just being so like highlighted and shit, just, just like everything else that's being highlighted with celebrities. So just, I don't know, just be mindful of what you um, intake, I guess. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. So um, I thought that was pretty good uh, way to kind of uh, get into that um, and at least kind of break that down. I'm glad that I did have uh, you here as well, um, just to get a perspective uh, from a woman as well and give some insight because the last thing I want to do is have a conversation where we're talking about uh, men and women and then it's only one-sided right even though you may have two different men that may have a difference within opinion then it's still not allowing you're talking on women's business so um, I I think it, it would be important that if you are going to at least speak in a realm where you are not part of that community necessarily then you should allow for there to be folks that are to be in that space so i digress um okay let's get to the next topic Uh, i am here mike tyson sent a nigga into outer space i'm kidding sorry he just watched the nigga on an airplane you know what i'm saying got that motherfucker's doorbell ding dong Ding dong, that nigga might have been dead for two seconds. Uh, so, anyways, let me tell you what happened. Uh, Mike Tyson was on a jet blue flight, and uh, as he was sitting in the seat, um, video evidence showed that he was being uh, harassed by a man uh, who sat behind him on the flight. And then I guess 
it went to a certain place. And Mike Tyson is the killer that he is. And he had to put the balls on him, dog. Had to put the balls <laughs> on him. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I you know what? Like, I had this like conversation with a lot of people around me um, about Mike Tyson beating this dude up on the plane. And some people were just like, well, I mean, Mike Tyson kind of screwed himself up. He's going to get sued or whatever. And I'm just like, nah, but he was in his right. Like he's like sitting evidence, bro. Yeah. Like he's sitting in his seat, minding his own business. And this dude's over there being belligerent drunk (laughs) around him. It's just like, you know, he was just kind of just being, um, like a heckler in a sense you know and it's right mike tyson just got tired of it and it's just like you should already and 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 this is where you know a lot of our whatever it is um Another, lacks, hey man hey, like you should already know like exactly like you should already know you're gonna get fucked up if you're fucking with someone like that like come on dude all i'm saying <laughs> is i don't know about you yakubians but it's a couple of niggas out here you never ever ever want to test a gangster okay and i'm not even gonna lie my my cousin is a pigeon dude and you know how mike tyson has his like pigeon fucking, yeah so, like, my cousins met him, like, a couple times because they go to, like, conventions and shit like that together. And he's always telling me how chill he is. Like, he's such a chill dude. Like, he's this, he's that. And so, like, seeing all of this is just kind of like, dude, you fucking deserve that because my cousin knows him. <laughs> and he's, like, not being rude to him. So, you know, it's just like. I don't know, like you deserve to be fucked up like that for what you did. You're bothering someone that you should have probably more respect for. Let's see. I want to see TMZ report some stuff. This is a terrible place, but, you know, these niggas got all the news and gossip quick as a bitch before anybody. Um, Let's see. So I know that they had said that the dude had been um, arrested and had a couple of criminal record or had a, a, a decent. Oh, yeah, little, he was like in jail for three years or something for yeah, theft or uh, some shit like that. I think uh, re- transferring or conveying stolen. Here we go. Aha ha ha. Posted about two days ago. Let's go ahead and pull up the uh, old rap sheet on uh, this young man and make him famous. Uh, Melvin Townsend the third. Uh, the guy who punched Mike Tyson on a jet blue plane fight has a long criminal record. TMZ has learned his name, Melvin Townsend III. And uh, this isn't the first encounter with cops by any means. He was convicted of fraud, grand theft, burglary, possession of controlled substances, and trafficking of stolen property. Uh, as for specifics, the 36-year-old broke into a property in 2018 and stole a trailer that he hitched to his pickup check. Uh, the drug possession offense was oxycodone. Official docs don't mention other specifics. He served time twice, one for 20 months and the other for 15 months. Still, all I know is Buddy fucked around and found out. You know what? Man, let me see if I can find this motherfucker right here. I don't know, but he deserved it. Hey, he, he was did. disrespecting he's, 
He did. You can't disrespect Mike Tyson. You know what time it is. Don't play with him. Mm-hmm. Don't play with him. Okay? Because we don't do that. But, Siri, can you do me one favor? Go ahead and play me a little Zach Fox, if you can. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Tyson. Letting the Yaku know where you don't want to go. Where'd you find this? Appreciate you, Zach. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Hit him with it. This is a certified <laughs> hood classic. Y'all know what time it is. Don't play with me. Yeah. Big Hunter, number one Shogun. I'm in the building with Miss Vivon. Put the bunny. Back in the box. You know what I'm saying? Birthday bitch bunny. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all hit her on the cash app. <laughs> we gonna have a cash app. cash app. The cash app tag. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is. I don't know what they be calling that shit, man. I'm I don't know either. Yeah, just with the dollar sign and whatever your name is. Uh anyway. Just be throwing my cash app. You know, just, like, <laughs> just put it in there in your Twitter bio for no reason. <laughs> Um, okay, so next, uh, nah, I definitely don't have it on my Twitter file. That's that's do, yo, do not do not throw me it. in there. <laughs> I've seen it, and that's the link to some people's Twitter bio, right? So that's crazy. Right? <laughs> no, y'all are here just I mean, you know what? I respect the hustle. Hey, do whatever you gotta do, man. If you're getting them, if you're getting somebody to pay you a little bit, a little bit of change, okay. I uh, respect the to, hustle. On some tweets or something, can't can't knock the hustle. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Get your shit, girl. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> niggas out here doing it too, man. Don't listen. Bad bitch, masculine energy out here. We trying to let all the fellas know. All right, all right. Let me rephrase that. that. Let, listen, Get your shit, bae. <laughs> whole bunch of hating ass shit. You know what? Let me go ahead and start an OnlyFans. I'm gonna just sit here and eat Doritos and tell y'all about some wild shit. All over the world, you know, just read wild headlines. Y'all welcome, and I don't give a fuck. Y'all can take the idea, but you niggas ain't as funny as me. Don't fucking play with me, and y'all don't got sound effects. Bitch, gunshot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all right. So next piece of topics. All right. So looks like Twitter has uh, taken an about face and is scrambling to meet with Elon Musk on a potential takeover of Twitter. Now, we've all heard all the words in the news and the stories. Uh, Elon owns a larger share 
uh, even above anybody else uh, of Twitter shares. But he wanted to meet with the board. The boards uh, end up, uh, you know, taking a step back and not um, having him uh, take over. I know that he had tweet. Uh, I think it was just moving on um, or something to that nature. And then everybody's like, well, sounds like he's going to buy Twitter finally. Um, so I don't really know the implications or what that's going to mean moving forward uh, for Twitter as a whole. Um, I don't know if that's going to be incrementation of different technologies like blockchain tech. Uh, uh, V2, V3, I believe, Web3. So there's a lot of stuff that could be in the works. Um, now, if you're familiar, you've got a guy like Jack Dorsey, uh, who is the founder of Twitter, um, sold Twitter, and is now, I think, I think he also owns Square and Tidal, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh, damn. yeah, so you've got a power player and a guy like Jack Dorsey, who, uh, you know, claims to be a hippie, but he got more than hippie money. Um, mm -hmm. But then you also Sounds have like <laughs> Elon Musk, who's a polar opposite to me um, than Jack Dorsey, maybe in regards to like what his plans or yeah, vision is for Twitter. So it's just interesting, but. As someone that frequently uses Twitter, Madame, after hearing this news, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I, I've been hearing about it and I, I, I've had conversations about this. Um, I'm not opposed to it, actually. I, I kind of um, agree with what Elon Musk is saying, like, you know, it's not being used to its full potential and right. what it can, and it, it could be, you know, as far as um, allowing, and, and I mean, Twitter is just such a, a different uh, space than yeah. other social media areas because people are very more expressive and, and very more unique to what they want to say um on twitter without being um overly censored i mean there's obviously um censoring on there but i i i don't know i kind of like i'm i'm okay with it um i'm not very big on social media obviously because i don't very i don't use it very much like it's very hard even with me like with doing this podcasting stuff and like you know putting putting our name out there is just kind of like a struggle <laughs> so because i i'm not i'm not like a very i don't know i just don't have that presence but um just with twitter is just a different type of platform and i use it differently than what i use other social media platforms so i'm not against it because what it sounds like to me it's more um from what from what i've read and what i've heard and the discussions that i've had it sounds more of a open window for um creatives yeah and, and that's kind of what i love about it that's somewhat of my takeaway but I'm, I'm always a bit apprehensive when it comes to elon um i know there's always a bottom dollar thought 
obviously there's always there. a dollar sign right there. <laughs> there's there's always a dollar sign that's there first. Um, but in regards to what that could mean, I don't know. Um, I know that you know people pretty much talk about Tesla, swear by Tesla. I also have seen the other side of the fence of people saying that Tesla is not um like the customer friendly or customer focus um is not there it's more so it's like hey this is you know a status symbol so if you have it then you're going to buy it and you know whatever comes with the service or anything like that you just got to deal with it and plus i know that tesla doesn't want you to actually do any service or maintenance on your own tesla they want it to be done um in one of their factories or anything like that. But I do know that there are a lot of folks that if they do run across an issue, the time for response or resolution for that issue is very long. So um, that's what makes me a bit apprehensive with what could be in regards- Is that as of um, recent since the pandemic or has it always been that way? Um, it's, it, I know for sure they've been very apprehensive about allowing Tesla customers to do any type of maintenance. Um, there's a black uh, engineer that I follow on Facebook and I uh, Instagram. Um, and he, I think the first video I saw was- him talking about you know, I was talking as far as like the weights and stuff like that oh yeah that's what I'm saying so that's what I mean is like part of that is because there's like they know you have to go to them so like the, like I was saying with this dude this dude was trying to fix I think he had taken like three different Teslas that were scrapped out and like was building one mm -hmm. um but he called Tesla to ask about like, you know, service parts, da, 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 this, that, and the third. And they were like, why, you know, what for, what reason, like, why are you doing that? Well, you can bring it in here. And uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things, but um, we'll see what that means for Twitter. Uh, all I know is black Twitter better stay safe. Otherwise where, are y'all going to be able to steal all the ideas from all the creative black people that y'all do so y'all can steal and get the credit for it? Damn. I guess y'all going to have to go to TikTok. Yo, yeah. TikTok is the next. Well, actually, it's already making it. Boy, TikTok is here, but I am so tired. It's already making its footings, but I mean, I'm so old that I <laughs> I'm, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I don't use it. Seeing, uh, yeah, I, I do uh, just because there are a lot of videos that like I gain a bunch of insight from. Um, there's like stuff if I'm looking for like free game, uh, trying to do something that's hustle oriented. Uh, you can also find anything that's in your wheelhouse for real, for real. The one thing I hate, I hate saying is that black creatives kind of get um demonetized or their posts get curbed whereas let's say if you came out with a dance then you have somebody else that's got a bigger following so then they get the credit for it then they monetize off of the dance that maybe you created which i've seen this happen multiple times before and then it becomes a TikTok. now 
how do you get the monetization off the dance you created? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what that's going on um, a lot now with social media because of like um, everybody that is in this generation currently growing up and using social media constantly um, grew up on it. So that's constantly happening in any type of platform. And I believe that TikTok is is one of the ones that is is mostly um, pointed out in this instance. But I mean, there's constantly these youth, um, the young kids producing content for everybody, creating these dances and stuff. Like when I was growing up, none, <laughs> yo, we weren't fucking choreographing dances to post on our fucking myspace right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so these these kids are very creative so i think that's a common ground currently with social media that it's neglecting the source where all of this is coming from which uh, is you know culture i like with social media it, it, as someone that maybe is a little overindulgent uh, in certain aspects of social media. Um, but a lot of that, again, like you had mentioned earlier, is, is promoting, uh, I guess, my own individual brand, but also associated with the network um, and different pods on the network that we have. So that's where the utilization, I think, comes into play. Uh, whereas, like, I, it's a tool, right? Everything you have is a tool anyway. It's just what are you actually building with the tool right is it some stupid shit that's not really going to get you anything or uh or you're just consuming it and you have it so you just like don't get to utilize it the way to your maximized potential um but then you also have individuals that uh do see the importance of having it so again going back to your point bunny where it's like hey i use it because i'm trying to build my own brand um, but not only that, maybe I'm an artist, so I could use something like TikTok to promote music. Uh, maybe I could put a dance to it. Now my song becomes a charted, you know, single, and maybe that could mean a potential record deal. But again, we've talked about this more often than not, so we're not going to beat a dead horse, but you want to try and retain your ownerships and your right as much as possible. Um going to a record label or doing anything like that and not knowing the importance of like what that means, monet uh, like monetizing yourself, owning your rights, owning your publishing, owning whatever it is, you should look into that. If you think that's the way that you would like to pursue or build a professional career. So I know we kind of, I, 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 I totally, Twitter, yeah, we did. We kind of, it's okay. Yeah, no, that's fine because it all connects. Um, and you know, I know that we um fuck, you made me lose my train of thought. Talking about social media. Yeah, no, you made mm. me lose it. Made me Marijuana lose it. affects the memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good, but um no, I maybe this will help jog it, but I just think with like Elon, uh, he is a shrewd businessman. I know that there are a lot of people that uh, I wouldn't say idolize him, but look up to him uh, within business just because. I remember, 
Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna stop. Um. So what I was saying is, is that's what that's what my point was. Is that this generation has that benefit to be able to use social media to um, expose their talent. However, social media has developed so far and everyone's like so like, I don't know, immersed in it that, you know, there's been all these roles created within social media, like influencers and all of that. So it just creates for a lot of um, things that are unreal for real people. So that's kind of where I come from when I don't use social media because it's, it's, I'm a very empathetic person. So I don't like to feed my brain with stuff that is going to create, um, negative other, uh, yeah, negative space or other feelings for myself. So I avoid a lot of that stuff, not for, you know, other reasons, but, um, and, and I respect the people that, you know, are, capable of like having a social media presence and dealing with that stuff. I respect that, but that's not for me. But my point to all of that is that it developed from it becoming something that it was a source for us to expose our talents. And it just kind of developed into other things, you know, people's perspectives, people just kind of develop that source into um, other things that create chaos i guess yeah uh again it's it's just how does the tool get used right so exactly um i think we see a lot of stuff where it's second nature for kids of this generation or kids that are coming up now for them to be able to know how to navigate a lot of devices which are more difficult for those that aren't used to having it since they were born right uh maybe that creates uh, I do think that the use, the overuse of social media has created an inability in people to interact with each other in person, right? Like social skills. And I think that has a lot to do with just folks having having been inside for the majority of the pandemic, the, the length and time in which it, um, it, it, it kept people away from each other on a consistent and steady basis to where it's like they're not practicing social skills. So when you have to switch up and you have to go to virtual, you're doing things like that. Uh, People are doing like we're doing, we're doing, uh, we're doing our podcast virtually with each other. But um, this is because we're in a different, uh, we're in different time zones. So that's a, a bit different versus, you know, folks that can't be in the same studio just because, maybe they're unsure of or they have different thoughts or opinions about pandemic vaccines, things like that. So with all that said, I think we are just going to have to wait and see with everything with Elon and Twitter. Um, I would assume that there are going to be some uh, newer headlines about this um, topic, so to speak, uh, coming up very soon. Well, can I ask you something, please? (laughs) How do you feel about um, private um, social outlets? In what regard? 
Well, so we're talking about um, Elon Musk, uh, you know, potentially obtaining Twitter. And from what it sounds like is he kind of wants to um, privatize it in a sense. So my question to you is, how do you feel about... Damn, um, son, where'd you find... Sorry, my fault, y'all. How do you feel about, you know, just um, private social media? Um, I don't, I think if you're going to initiate it as being a public platform, um, then leave it as that. I think that the board members are going to negate any of that anyway. Um, I think a lot of folks use private servers and things like that, but I do think that there should be spaces and keep Twitter as a space for public, as a public forum because uh that is where most people you know drop like twitter to me is just fleeting thoughts exactly that's what it is to me as well everybody's fleeting thoughts yeah but it's like you can see everything so you can see like videos of those thoughts so it might be comedy it might be um you know business it really just depends on like the niche it's that you're trying to dive evolved since like i don't know 10 maybe 12 years ago since i got on twitter it's definitely evolved from what twitter is but it it definitely is like a like fleeting thoughts like you just kind of put you just kind of like um for lack of a better term just kind of like throw up on twitter <laughs> Like, like hey, this is this is my thought. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, blah. All right. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> because it's so free, so I think um, from Elon Musk trying to obtain it is trying to um, lessen the the censorship in it. Well, at the same time, too, that's maybe I think some of the sticking points that why it didn't go through with the board. So that's where I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I, just don't, I don't know. I don't think that censorship uh, should be completely, I think it should be open format um, and say something stupid. It's at your own discretion. But I think you absolutely could be taken off of the platform too. Right. I think that Facebook, I think, overuses like the censoring part because people sometimes like you can say some stupid shit in a comment, but it could be joking. Right. But you can't pick up on the interpretation of what was meant like you. Well, do you know how um, those posts get flagged? Mm. Do tell. Um, So. The reason I know is because I had a friend that uh, worked for like a call center. Mm -hmm. So um, they applied to like a call center and it was for Facebook. And all they did all day was kind of scroll through Facebook through like, you know, whatever their bosses told them through to scroll through. Mm -hmm. And they would scroll through all of that and just flag the posts that they would think that needed to be flagged and take down. So it's just like normal people like you and I that go on there and flag these posts. 
Um, and I, and at the time, I mean, I was, I think I was like 28, maybe, maybe 29. I, I have no idea, but I was younger, right? Um, and my friend was younger as well. And he was like seeing all these posts and um, all this stuff that was very sensitive to him and he was flagging it which to other people probably didn't seem as sensitive obviously the stuff that he's seen was just very drastic and shit but you know it's just people like you and I that flag shit like that so like if you have you know a person that grew up um I don't know in Arizona where it's a predominantly white fucking state um maybe two years ago um if you have somebody that's flagging your posts like that that doesn't know the culture in like i don't know the south or fucking la yeah how somebody would respond in a comment right like how is that effective (laughs) you know it's like you're 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 being very selective you know you're being it's based off of perspective at that point is what right. I'm trying to say. Yeah, and and that's it, you're right. It is, and I think it's. Uh, so that's where like there's stuff that I've been flagged for. We talk to Sloan all the time. Seems like Sloan's got a burner account on Facebook, but I know that he uses and spends a lot of his energy and time in Twitter, um, just because of like networking. Uh, you know, he hosts talk spaces with um, a couple of guys, black wrestlers um, associated with AEW and Shane Taylor promotions. Um, but that I think he, he found where it works best for him in that space. Um, Facebook, I think is still a little overbearing. Um, but at the same time too, like, you know what you can post because you know, how Facebook moves now. So it's not really like, yo, fuck Facebook. Not saying like Sloan. Um, I think his is more so just responsive comment. And like you had said earlier, like you don't know the culture. So, you know, you don't know what that response is or if that's a joke or anything like that. So you take it as verbatim because you're reading just a, a sentence or maybe a paragraph in response or a comment flat. Right, right. There's like no context. Yeah, at all. I I will say though that um, you know, I had my social media for a long ass time, like my consistent um, at name or whatever. It used to be it's Jenny Yo. (laughs) I had my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, both of them were that. And then after my dad died, like I just kind of deleted all my social media and just kind of like you know, disconnected myself from that. And I did that for a year and it was like phenomenal. It did um, a lot of things for me um, mentally um, and in a lot of different ways. But Mm -hmm. I came back to social media and my point to all of that is that Twitter has always been my go-to social. Like when I did have my Twitter before, I always fucking use that as just like an outlet or just like kind of like my free space. It's always been Twitter. The other ones are just kind of like selective of what I post. Like Facebook was always like family oriented and Instagram was more like, 
uh, you got to, you know, decide what you want to really like put out there or not, because right. then you're going to walk into someone and be like, oh, hey, I seen your Instagram post. And, you know, who were you with? Like, like bro, oh, why are you, you so intrusive? I, like, I chill. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, you know, it's just kind of like and, and it, it kind of has to do with, you know, who you are as well, because mm. people are different. A lot of people don't care about what they post. Fuck it put it out there right um it. yeah but twitter has always been a very open space for for me to just be able to post and just kind of the way that i use it is kind of like eh this is my thoughts yeah pleading pleading thoughts for exactly. sure um all right so we're gonna move into a wee bit of sports you know what i'm saying just because <laughs> we're gonna get a pseudo log in the tooth but I appreciate y'all for rocking with us. So let's get to some sporty sports. Yo, the Celtics are kicking ass. Hey. <laughs> so if you couldn't hear Bunny, who is uh, currently in Arizona, but repping the Boston Celtics for... <laughs> What reason? whatever fucking reason it's my boo boo my boo boo shout out to my love who who's that <laughs> my boo yeah yeah who don't worry about it oh, okay okay <laughs> cool 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 anyways uh fellas sounds like bunny's got a dude <laughs> Sounds like the fellas are hype. Um, there's also somebody out there weeping heavy, heavy sorrows. Maybe one or two, couple crest shoals out there here for you. You know what I mean? Sorry. Lord have mercy. Sorry for y'all, but hey, Bunny sends you with a parting shot. <laughs> All right. So Boston Celtics are up three. Games to zero. Three games to zero, I repeat. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can't get your attention, the Boston Celtics are up three games to zero on the Brooklyn Nets. DJ. Thank you, sir. Uh, Yo, you know what, though? I am going to recognize that this is very hypocritical of me because I am a fucking Laker fan. Wow. Y'all so see, I am a hypocrite, guys. But let's let's out here. Let's be real. Let's be real. Um that defense. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bunny likes the D in Celtics. <laughs> likes the defense, eh? Craziness. I know my guy. Um, anyways, I don't I don't think I think it's over for him, yo. Uh there's a stat that I found which was kind of interesting. Um in the playoffs, teams are 143 games to zero all time in playoff series after going up 3-0. 143 games. Series, excuse me, not games. 143 
conference or semi-conference, whatever, like a series between two teams and one of those two teams goes up 3-0 in regards to games one, then no team has come back from 3-0. Nope. Never. So I, I know never in the NBA history. Never. And it is 3-0 for the Brooklyn Nets. You dig what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. yeah. y'all about to get Swiss. You know what? Y'all might even go ahead and pull two games. But guess what y'all ain't going to do? <laughs> Come back and win this series. I ain't bet nobody on that. Nope. I don't bet on basketball. Soccer? Sorry, not sorry. World football. Nothing, (laughs) nothing. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um, So, yeah. uh, Also, shout out to Arsenal for winning 3-1 over Manchester United. Also, shout out to my manager, Mike. Mike, you already know, tomorrow I am bringing Hellfire and Brimstone Mike's a, a Man U fan, got his entire basement laced with Man U uh, fan gear. And that's all good. I know Mike is probably ready to burn his whole little man cave down because he is just so disappointed in his team that they can't even make the top four in the EPL, which would qualify them. Why is his man cave got to be so little? <laughs> oh, damn. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? All I know is that my man is living in deep, deep sorrow. He's probably lived that way all weekend. What am I going to do? I could lift him up, but seeing as I am the 55-time reigning pettyweight champion, I'm going to go ahead and see whatever open wound that he has in regards to his fandom and his soul. I'm going to take all the Morton's, all the Morton salt. I'm going to get Epsom salt. I'm going to get any type of sodium I can find, table salt, anything. And I'm going to throw it in every wound I can find. Actually, it's probably going to be three big ones because that's how many goals we scored on them. You know what I'm saying? Also, side note of me talking hella cash shit. You know, before I get into that, yeah, let's go, Arsenal. John Cena, let's go. I knew it. different when you go viral big dog you know what i'm saying you can just do things you can just do things also you can do things when you control the soundboard but i digress um but i also did want to give a shout out uh and this leads into our rest in peace before we get out of here um first and foremost i want to say rest in peace to the child and uh condolences to the uh ronaldo family uh player for manchester united if you're not familiar Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, recently his uh, fiance or wife, uh, I'm not sure, gave birth to twins. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the son, because uh, he had a little boy and a little girl, the son did not make it. So um, he was not present for their midweek games, but he was, pre- excuse me, he was present for the game versus Arsenal, uh, which was an early kickoff um, for anyone in the U.S., uh, but that was an early game for the UK. And uh, he did pull a goal back. So he did score after having been out. And Ronaldo, I think, in goals 
Uh, goal contributions overall, he leads Manchester United, and Homie is 37. 37. Damn. Um, rest in peace. So rest in peace. Rest in peace for sure. Something um, so rough to go by. And and the fact is, is that uh, any game that he's been in thus far since he's returned uh, to playing after unfortunate loss of his uh, uh, newborn son um, is that every during the seventh minute of every match that he's played in, either the away fans or the home fans, more often than not, I think they've uh, Manchester United has played two away games since he's been back playing and the uh, fans of the team that they're going up against uh, stand up and clap during the entire seventh minute because he wears number seven for Manchester United. So I thought that was super class. Um, I know that Man U played Liverpool before they played Arsenal, and uh, that's a huge rivalry. That's like trying to think what's equivalent to Manchester United versus Liverpool. I'd probably say Boston versus L.A., like that would be pretty close or Yankees yeah, for versus, sure. That, that is Yan- a, a deep yeah. <laughs> Yankees versus Boston uh, Red Sox. So that's, that's as close as I can probably put that. I would I'd still maybe put Michigan, Ohio state um, above all, but who, what do I know? Cause I couldn't really tell you like, Hey, listen, we do like fights at tailgates, but world soccer's got ultras and hooligans. So Y'all be careful. Y'all stay safe. Um, I do want to also say rest in peace to DJ K Slay, the hip hop legend passed away at the age of 55 after a long battle with COVID-19. Rest in peace to the hip hop legend, hip hop pioneer. Um, And then also a belated rest in peace. I meant to say this uh, last week and and, uh, just um, skip my mind here, but uh, rest in peace to uh, comedian Gilbert Godfrey, uh, most iconic voice in all of comedy. Um, and you, if you did at any point in time in your childhood, had watched the animated Aladdin movie, he was the voice of Iago the parrot, and it fit perfectly. Yes, it did. Rest in peace. Perfectly. So rest in Again, peace. To, one of the greatest of all time, for sure. Man, seriously. Um, and w- really good in voiceover. And DJ but, Clay, too. Like, uh, let me not oh, man, get Slay. by without. Yeah. Slay was a big, big loss to the community. But more than anything, man, I just prayers to family and friends and those that he was close to. Um, hopefully they are able to find peace through his passing uh, soon. Um, just so that way everybody uh, is able to heal in their own way. But on that note, I think I am gravy in the Navy on my end. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on topic wise before we get out of here? Miss Bonnie. No, I'm good. Um, hey. Just wish me a happy birthday, guys. Uh, the Sucio Queen. Bunny Roo, Bitcoin Bunny, you know Ish Bunny, the birthday bitch Bunny. You know <laughs> what I'm saying. Actually, you know what, Stevie, sir, let's get it together. Could you please? Oh, thank you. I appreciate you, good sir. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has come to that time at the end of our podcast where we must bid adieu. But before we do, Miss Bonnie, are there any things that you would like to let the fans know about? Where can they find you? How can they follow you? How can they get in touch? And how can they drop some blessings, okay, on you in your cash app? So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is my favorite handle, as you can tell. B Bunny Roo. B Bunny R O O Double O. Um, and my cash up is the same. B Bunny Roo. Hey. It's a brand, y'all. <laughs> also, make sure you guys go check out uh Bunny's podcast. Uh, she's on two. So she's on the Susio Boys podcast, which drops every Tuesday, as I said at the beginning of this pod. Um, she is a queen of Susio. She brings us all together. She's the glue. And we are absolute madness and mayhem. And she somehow helps bring us together with so much love and passion. But not only that, make sure that you go check out Not Another Girl podcast, which Miss Bonnie. When does Not Another Girl Podcast drop? So, Not Another Girl Pod drops every other Wednesday. We just dropped this last Wednesday. We had my favorite Sucio boy, Sloan, on it. Wow, that's um, fucked up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love you, Ahon. Uh, I love you. I love you. Cool. You're that's you're cool. an integrated Sucio boy. You know Man. what I'm saying? Listen, but I'm a you know what, Sloan, 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 <laughs> all natural Susio boy. I'm reconstituted. <laughs> nah, you a Susio boy. You a Susio right, boy. Right, right. You a Susio boy. Mm. Um, no, but you know what, me and Sloan have been through some shit. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's my favorite Susio boy. Like we stuck together. We've been doing this pod shit for you know quite 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 some time since we know each other hey, man. so like i i fucks with him so For he's sure. my favorite so i'm not boy. even mad at it man i'm just glad that he was able to jump on with you and cordy uh and yeah uh, definitely tune in it's um it's a whole different vibe um yeah, it's different than energy all <laughs> it's just go. different than 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 what you get in Sucio boys and what you get in uh cdb so definitely tune in to not another girl pod um we have ahan on there the um previous uh podcast and then we just had um sloan there um, so definitely tune in because it's a total different vibe, but I definitely guarantee you, you'll dig it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know Stevie is in here and he's loving peace, but we're going to make sure we hit him with the gunshot. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Miss Bonnie for joining us on the CDB. Okay. All right. You already know who it is. It's your boy, the number one Shogun. I already did my AKAs at the front end, so I don't got to do them on the back end. <laughs> Y'all lucky. Please don't. Okay. I'm fall asleep. Y'all lucky. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, the Aaron Hunter, or uh, you can follow the Burner, which doesn't get as much activity unless I need to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that is a dot hun dot the show gun. Uh, that also is my handle on IG. 
a.hun.theshogun. Be sure to also follow b.be.savage.af on Instagram. That is where myself and your boy, King Susio, Dr. Sloan, a.k.a. Sloan Kettering, Sky Daddy's favorite. We both run all the memes on that page. We out here doing things. Uh, actually, Sloan had a video that he posted that did really well. So, um, yeah, we just kind of do that out of the fun of silly shit. Um, let's see. Facebook, you've got my fan page, Ahun the Shogun. We've also got the CDB Network group, uh, Facebook group that you can join. We've got a couple new members that have just joined. So shout out to them. Um, don't know the names off the top of my head because I haven't had a chance to look in a couple days, but I did get the notification. So. Nah, this is cute. You're so cute. The song. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with all that being said, I just want to say this to Al Yow. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for rocking with us as always. And thank you for your patronage. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It is CDB Podcast episode 52. I think we're going to call this Birthday Bonnie. The Birthday Bonnie. Yes, let's do that. The Birthday Bonnie. The Birthday Bonnie. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Happy birthday to you, Miss Thank you, thank you, thank you. Gunshots in the chat. (laughs) And hit the air horns, DJ, for the one time, for the one time. I'm saying, man, this has been a really good episode, Bunny. Thank it has. Y'all. We've been vibing. We love y'all. And until Peace next y'all. week, we will see y'all later. Y'all be safe. Take care of yourself. CDB gang. Drink you water. Do all the fun things. Make sure you take care of your people. And number one, uh, second important rule in the universe, always protect your neck is number one. Number two, be kind. Uh, and... Technically, we just say, do no harm, take no shit. Know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And we'll see y'all later. Peace.